Well, that was a little interesting, watching the uh, Packers yesterday make their cuts. Thought, uh, you know, thought Patrick Taylor was going to be there, and that didn't happen. Uh, Mason Crosby activated, as we know. And so you end up with seven wide receivers, which is what we thought. Yash Nyman, but David Bakhtiari at the left tackle, John Runyon, Sean Ryan, Josh Myers, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman, Zach Tom, Rashid Walker, no Caleb Jones. No Caleb Jones. I thought for sure with what we had a chance to witness in the preseason, he was going to stick around. But the uh, draft choice, Rashid Walker, gets the nod over Caleb Jones and Elton Jenkins. And maybe Caleb Jones then makes it over to the practice squad. We'll wait and see. Uh, you end up with the four or the uh, four tight ends. Tyler Davis, who we thought might not make it, did. Obviously, the two quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, uh, A.J. Dillon, uh, with Jordan Love backing up Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And then uh, you've got uh, Dean Lowry. No Jack Heflin. He got cut. T.J. Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Jonathan Ford again. The seventh-round draft choice. He gets in. Jerron Reed and company. Preston Smith, Jonathan Garvin, who I thought played well at times, along with Chris Barnes. Kingsley Engambare, the fifth-round draft choice. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker. Isaiah McDuffie proved enough. He made it. He made it. He uh, he put on a display, especially in that uh, Saints game. Rashawn Gary, Nalia. Then you got uh, Shamar Jean Charles, Tariq Carpenter, Dallin Levitt, Levitt, Micah Abernathy. Abernathy we thought would make it only for the fact that he just played so well and was like just sometimes being in the right place at the right time and being around the ball, that's all you need, creates opportunities, and he uh, took advantage of it. Kason Nixon, we talked about that yesterday. You figured he was going to be here because Bisaccio wanted him because uh, he's a spe better special teams guy, but uh, it does leave you – uh, when it comes to your cornerback position, you got Jair, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, Shamar, Jean Charles, and Kaysan Nixon. Those are your guys. Pat O'Donnell, Mason Crosby, Jack Coco. That's your uh, that's your process. And then right now, your your at least your depth chart says Amari Rogers is a returner, but we'll wait and see. That's how things shake out. So uh, Ben, anything surprise you yesterday? In the way the uh, the roster has now shaken out and the cuts that were made. Uh, yeah, the Yankees signed Chichi Gonzalez uh, yesterday after the show. There you go. Uh, All right. Now, uh, only keeping two running backs as of now was a bit surprising. I thought either Goodson or uh, Taylor would make it. They didn't. Aside from that, I mean, we kind of saw the writing on the wall throughout yesterday of what they were going to do. I personally uh, am not the biggest fan of Tyler Davis, but... All indications were he was going to be kept. The rest of it kind of makes sense. I like the 10 offensive linemen. Uh, and then when you go into the secondary, they're so good at the top that I don't think you needed all of those depth guys. Uh, interesting. They only stuck with two running backs. I thought for sure they'd keep three, but they uh, they need. Now, it, again, it doesn't mean that, you know, one or both of those guys don't end up on the uh, the practice squad, but. Uh, you know, just in case, but I was a little bit surprised they only kept two running back, which was a little interesting. Brewers fall yesterday, somewhat uh, 
to the Pirates, man. It's just, you know. Are you, is your faith pretty much gone when it comes to the Brewers? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. They are so bad at beating bad teams that I just cannot wrap my head around how good they are. So the only thing I'm hanging my hat on as of today is those horrible teams that they can't beat won't be in the playoffs. So if the Brewers yeah. make the playoffs, then maybe a run could be there because they won't have to play the Pirates. I, I just I, I can't fathom it. Just how bad they are against bad teams. Just just stymies me, man. Anyway, uh, that being said, by the way, uh, O'Neill Cruz, holy mackerel. He beats the absolute hell out of the Brewers, doesn't he? The rookie shortstop at it again last night. Two for four with a couple of RBIs. Scored the go-ahead run in the 4-2 win. He ended the game, that strong throw from second to complete the double play. And uh, the comeback attempt by the Brewers was then done. He uh, has six homers, 16 RBIs, in 46 at-bats against the Brewers. He has five homers and 19 RBIs in 163 at-bats against everyone else. (laughs) My God, he just beats the hell out of the Brewers. Colton Wong yet went yard last night. Uh, that was kind of the highlight. That was, you know, Craig Council says, clearly we've got to figure something out because we're not doing good enough. Okay. <laughs> just, it's uncanny. He's just beating the hell out of the Brewers. So the Brewers fall back at it again today. Now we wait and see. See what happens. If if by chance... They are able to uh, to get a win. That's a one ten start time today. So, by the way, if you'd rather stick with the program, listen listen to many things, uh, Badgers, Packers, and such, uh, stick with us and uh, download the app on whatever mobile device it is you have. WOZN, the Zone in Madison. Download the app now. It takes maybe two minutes, and you're going to be good to go. If you want to chime in on the program, it's eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. By the way, tonight. We are going to be live. The huddle is back. Tonight's cool. Tonight, it's Fisher House, Wisconsin night out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. So we are going to do the show live. And because it's such a beautiful night, uh, we are not going to be inside the Goose Island Ale House. We are actually going to sit outside at a picnic table with the cameras on myself and Mike Clemens, who's going to be the guest tonight. Also a camera on the stage as they're going to start rocking at about uh, 7 o'clock, so look for the music to get going. But Mike and I are going to sit down and do picnic-style Bill Michael show tonight. I, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for it. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be weird, a little loud, but tonight uh, it's uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin night. It's promoting the uh, motorcycle rides, promotion, promoting the charity. Thanks so much to the people at the Budweiser Pavilion uh, for doing this for us, but uh, that's where the huddle's going to be tonight. It should be... So much fun. So much fun tonight. I, I absolutely love it. I can't wait. I'm like, uh, I've been like anticipating this all day. Uh, I, in, in, here in the office, in the, in the studio, if you will, uh, I've been trying to very piecemeal take equipment down and stuff I don't need and, you know, stuff I don't use on a, on a daily and I'm packing it away and I'm getting ready so I can get the hell out of here right away after the show and then head over to the State Fair, uh, the Budweiser Pavilion at the State Fair Park and just get set up. I just, I, I can't wait for this. So it's, it's, it, we've never done this before. Never done this before. So 
Uh, really looking forward to it coming up tonight. They expect about 5,000 people there. So, And by the way, it's 10 bucks to park your car, free admission, motorcycles free, and we're going to be on stage tonight right after the show. Then get off the air, thanks, good night, have a go, and then we uh, head up to the uh, stage, and uh, we promote the motorcycle ride. Thanks to our friends at uh, the Budweiser Pavilion and the Toys, uh, obviously on stage tonight playing. So this is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun tonight. That's coming up tonight, 6 to 8, on many of these same stations. And also, don't forget, you can follow us and watch the program tonight. Subscribe for free on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Show, or just follow us over on the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Show, and you're good to go. So, Ben, are you producing tonight or not? I will be there, yes. I'm actually, okay. after the show today, going to the dentist for the first time in oh, probably too long. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh well good luck with that. <laughs> For lack of a better term. I don't think though there will be a picture on Instagram about swallowing a, a Twizzler or whatever no. that thing was. <laughs> no, I well you well you weren't here for that, were you? You no. were on vacation when that happened. I saw the picture yeah, though. The first time not the second time when, when Buffett came back for the uh for for the makeup concert, but for the first time uh, at the concert, we, uh, one of our friends, everybody brings something. When we take a bunch of people um, to the concerts, everybody brings a dish. What I do is I bring steaks, burgers, brats, and dogs, and then I cook. And we bring the condiments for all of that. Everybody else brings a dish, whether it's pasta, whether it's you know uh, dessert stuff, brownies, whatever. Everybody brings a dish. Well, our friend Nancy, she brought a, like, one. <laughs> excuse me, you know when you were in school as a kid, and you get that big box of like whatever Frito Lay or whatever it was, and it had Doritos and Fritos and chips and all that stuff. So she brought that uh, for everybody, and then Twizzlers, and was handing one out to everybody. And at that point, after drinking for a while, I'm like, oh, I'll take one, sure. And I never eat that stuff, never. I just, I just don't. I'm not a fan of it, first of all, but I never do it. And I took one bite, one little chewy ass gooey ass sugar-filled bite and i'm chewing it i'm like oh okay that wasn't bad and then i'm kind of looking around like where to throw it because i really didn't want it i'm like throw it off to the side and i put my ran my tongue like through my teeth and i'm like wait what and i went back and sure enough my crown pulled off and somewhere in the twizzler i swallowed it and uh, that was all she wrote no 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 wasn't going back it was a porcelain crown uh, wasn't going back in to get it, never waited for it to come out, wasn't going to do it, just so you know. But, uh, but yeah, that's what happened. So I had to go and tell my dentist and say, hey, I can't take this anymore. Can you get this done? He's like, yeah, come on in. It was like 6 in the morning. Come on in. So that's what I did. There you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, by the way, you can hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find us over on the Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Find Ben Kenny uh, on Twitter at Ben Z Kenny. So there you go. Uh, by the way, J.R. Radcliffe says the harrowing month of the Brewers baseball with one day left. They are in the month of August, 11 and 15. They had leads and lost them all. 13 games, they went 4-9. and nine. Decided on the final at bat, 10 games. They're 4-6. and six. Decided by two runs or fewer. 
18 of those games. They're 7-11. and 11. And opposing, opponents against opponents with losing records, they played 14 games thus far, and they are a whopping 5-9. and nine. That sucks. No else, no, no other word to describe it. That flat out sucks. That's the Brewers month of August. When you want, again, you want to have four things. You want to be good. You want to be healthy. You got to get some luck, and you want to be hot. The way you win championships is down the stretch. You get hot. Now, can they? Sure, they can. Will they? I doubt it. They just. That trade of Josh Hader, regardless of what Hader's doing in San Diego, that began the spiral downward, and, the, and it took the wind out of the sails. And I, I, for a while, I didn't want to really get into that and believe it. But I, I'm telling you, damn it, what they did, that front office did, was say, we don't believe in you. We think maybe you can win the division, but you're not winning a World Series. Therefore, we're getting rid of the money. Uh, rather than waiting for the mid-portion of the season or anything like that, we're going to set this up as, oh, we're really going for it by getting depth and prospect. Prospect's my ass. When you're a team heading for what you would assume to be a division championship and you are worried about the depth and prospects, that, my friends, is what they call a steaming pile. Don't step in it, walk around it, don't go near it, don't breathe in deep, none of it. It was all crap. And it's all because they went cheap, period. That's it. And as you sit here and talk to guys or read stuff out of the New York Post, uh, guys are now talking, there's whispers. It's, they're like, you know what? We we saw the true colors of the organization. The owner, I don't know, that wasn't me. I didn't do anything. I mean, it was all the general manager. My ass, you didn't. Stop it. You're in on every other deal. You talk about every other deal like you made the deal. You own everything. And then when one goes bad, everybody thinks you suck. Then you back away from it. You blame the general manager. That's not good for business either. This, just come out and sit down at a press conference Put your Brewers thing in front of you. Just look everybody in the eye and go, you know what? We effed up. We screwed up. We went cheap. We're sorry. We screwed you. We screwed the guys in the clubhouse. We screwed everybody that cares about Brewers baseball. Better luck next year. We're going to do everything we can to come back. But don't try to sell it as a bill of goods of a steaming pile of crap. Because that's what this season's turned into. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. A reminder if you haven't done it already, we ride Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Getting a lot of traction. Thank you to everybody who has shared the posts about the motorcycle ride coming up. And whether you're riding with us or you're sending it to somebody who could, I, thank you so much. Uh, but we can't do it without you. Got to keep it going. Uh, Sunday, this Sunday, September 4th, we ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin. The ride continues to get bigger. It continues to get better. It continues to get more people, more traction. Tonight, we really kind of kick off our last effort push uh, we'll be on stage at the uh, the Budweiser Pavilion coming up tonight at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Tomorrow, going to be broadcasting live from Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Don't forget about Friday. If you're out and about on Friday, stop by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. We're going to be 
excuse me, broadcasting live there, Mike Wangren from the uh, band Disturbed and uh, Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal, both going to be on the show on Friday. And then Friday night, going to be on the stage out at Wisconsin Harley with Cherry Pie, going to be doing uh, Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to be out at Sloppy, or no, excuse me, I'm going to be at uh, Smoke on the Water making an appearance there. We're going to be on the stage for Bobby Friss and the gang. They're coming back, which is fantastic. And then we head down to the Harley Museum. We're going to be on stage down there. Uh, right before Jackal and uh, speaking to the masses there and getting ready for the ride coming up on Sunday. So if you haven't done it already, go to FisherHouseWI.org, FisherHouseWI.org in the events page. You click on the uh, placard that is the motorcycle ride. You scroll down, it'll say register here. All you do is click the link. It's that simple. Otherwise, if you're on the uh, Bud Light live stream, you can scan the QR code or all the information, including the QR code and everything, is over at Facebook.com slash big unit poker run facebook.com slash big unit poker run you can follow me on all my platforms and we're going to be posting on all of them but uh, we can't do it without you i got uh, confirmation today that there's going to be drone coverage which is cool uh so the drone video is going to come out here in probably about a week and i it's just it's it's getting bigger and bigger and, and better and the milwaukee fire department confirmed yesterday and they're putting a big ladder truck out over uh out over ninth street with an american flag for all the riders to ride out underneath and just so much cool stuff. So we're really looking forward to it, and hopefully you get a chance to ride with us. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Kyle wanted to know, says, Unit uh, asking you when the NFL practice squad players are going to be signed and the practice squad will be finalized. So just so we know, just so you, we're all on the same page, for those that are asking, the NFL practice squad players can start being signed today at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. That's when you can start signing. The majority of them, for the most part, uh, are, are everybody pretty much knows who is and isn't going to be a part of that. So you kind of know unless you get picked up on waivers by some other team. Uh, practice squads limited to 10 players back in 2019, but that was set to change with the new CBA. The number was going to 12 players for two years and then was going to be increased to 14 players in 2022. Now, that all changed when COVID hit, and the league increased the practice squads to 16 players, will once, which will once again be the limit this year. So 16 guys can be signed. The teams now have more flexibility when using those practice squad players on game day and such, and practice squad players can be activated on game day before the team even announces their inactives. So the player doesn't have to be elevated from the practice squad to the main roster for that move to happen. So there's more versatility there now for the teams. So, yeah, the 53 is set. But if needed, necessary, if a guy goes down on on Saturday and just doesn't feel it, they can elevate a guy off the practice squad and whatever. They can do a lot of manipulation with the practice squad and such. But uh, it's it's that's kind of the way things shake out. So hopefully that explains it for you. But uh, anyway. Uh, that's that's for the people that are asking about the practice squad. That is the best explanation I can possibly give you. Uh, now you question, you know, that not only the guys that are going to be on the practice squad, but this new version of the Green Bay Packers, you know, the initial 53, uh, which was announced yesterday, you know, you've got a reworked wide receiver unit. Uh, you got extra attention being put on the uh, defensive line. There's turnover up and down the roster. There's adding 11 rookies. And they kept, by the way, every member of this year's draft class. 
every member. Despite the discussion that Aaron Rodgers had of continuity and keeping guys around, um, you know, you usually see turnover and such, but, the, you know, 18 new faces, 34% of the Packers roster is turned over. That's a pretty big amount. Micah Abernathy's made this team. Carpenter made this team. Coco's on this team. Obviously, Romeo Dubs, Angabare, uh, Jonathan Ford, the defensive lineman, 6'5", 338, uh, came from Miami. Dallin Levitt, the safety. His fourth year, he's with the Raiders, and we all know that, you know, Basaccia really liked him. Same thing with Kayshawn Nixon. He comes over, 5'10 as a corner, 200 pounds. You'd like to be a little bit taller, but decent wheels. He was a former undrafted free agent, spent a season with the Raiders as a corner, and uh, was really liked. His motor was liked. His effort was liked by Basaccia, so he comes over. Obviously, Pat O'Donnell is now here. Jerron Reed, they signed in the offseason. Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, draft choices. Samari Torre, draft choice. Rashid Walker, three-year starter over there, left tackle. Walker helped uh, the Nittany Lions to set records on the ground and uh, offensive tackle. Quay Walker, we all know, the draftee. Sammy Watkins come over. Christian Watson. Devontae Wyatt, all of those guys. I mean, that's a lot of turnover. A lot of turnover for the Packers. But I think there, there's probably a couple names there that you could go, hmm, hmm, we'll wait and see. But for the most part, I think short of the loss of uh, Devontae Adams, I think there's a lot of upgrade there, isn't there? At least don't you feel that coming into the season when you start rolling through some of those names? And the two guys coming from Vegas – when you uh, when you um, you know listen to Rich Basaccia, you know those two guys. I mean, they they're there because of special teams specifically. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, as complicated fellow says, Goody keeping the roster young, so he can get more bites at the apple. LOL. Uh, I hate that stupid Brewers phrase. <laughs> you know what? In baseball, you want bites at the apple, but, you know, come on. There's such a – baseball is – you can pretty much look at a quarterback. If he plays well one year, the only reason he plays poorly the next is usually because of injury or because he's lost guys around him, okay? But you pretty much know year in and year out. Usually with baseball, baseball is such a fickle thing. Good players are good players, don't get me wrong, but – to be able to put a roster together and kind of pre-predict how that roster is going to be, who's going to hit where, who's going to hit what, how many home runs are going to be smacked, you know, I think almost analytics, statistics and such has almost gotten in the way of baseball. You know, when you look at the amount of guys, and I know they say, well, average doesn't mean anything anymore. To hell it doesn't. I would say overall offense, for the most part, down throughout Major League Baseball. And there's only a few guys hitting 300 or better. So if that's not indicative indicative as well, I know OPS is the overall reigning factor now, but same thing, man. You you look at a lot of guys' average, and I know people want to poo-poo it, but, but, it, but it's true. You're either a guy hitting the baseball and getting on base, or you're a guy either, one, striking out, flying out, popping out, or maybe just hitting into bad situations, or maybe the shift has completely ruined you because you have the inability to go the opposite way. I, I think there is something to be said for all of those statistics now. 
putting them all together. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Uh, we're going to hear from Goody today. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur today. Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus is going to join us today. Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media and such, covering the Packers, going to join us today. We got a full we got a full slate today. I'm fired up. Plus, plus, we're going to hear from some of the position coaches, coordinators, if you will, from the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. So we got a lot coming up. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's beautiful outside. I know that. This week is going to be great. And the next week it's going to be great. But eventually, it's going to start to turn. We all know that. And why not right now start thinking about the economical factor of your home, the beautification of your home, adding value to your home in case you're thinking about selling it in this market. Uh, Get the most for it you possibly can. And that's with our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, Pella wi.com that's pelletwi.com right now you can lock in for 10 years 2.99% interest 10 years at 2.99% interest and uh pella's got you covered they uh come out they they do an assessment they let you pick out the interior the hardware what kind of windows you want slider windows roll screen windows all that kind of stuff wood windows vinyl windows impervia windows i mean there's so many different choices and then they custom measure they measure it two, three, four times. Write it all down. Got you going. Here it is. Then they go and custom manufacture, custom assemble, and then the installers come out to your house and they custom install this and warranty it. And when it's all said and done, your house is sealed up. It is economical. It is worth more, a lot more, depending on how many windows and doors you get. So I would check out Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. Or call them, 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And see for yourself. I mean, I, I can't wait because coming up this month, this September, is going to be the, uh, in the installation of the new patio door here at the house. And I am really looking forward to it. That is the last and final door in my home. That now my house is just got it's it's just all glass. It's got windows and doors all over the place, but uh, it's uh, five big patio doors, and I did four of them at once, and then I had a couple that I thought, eh, you know, because they're really big, and I finally decided to go ahead and get it done. So I'm just uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm looking forward to it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Look, I don't know what else to say about the Brewers. There's a lot of people, uh, you know, asking me about the Brewers and, and you know, everything that went on and what I kind of ranted about a little bit earlier. I, I don't know what else to say about them, to be honest with you. I, I really don't. I, I think the trade stunk. Uh, even though, yes, I understand that Josh Hader has not been great. I think there's circumstances to that. Now, I'll never know. There's no way to prove it. There's no way for you to prove me wrong. There's no way for me to prove you wrong. I have my feelings. That's it. I feel like 
Hader was uprooted um, with the new baby, the wife having some issues uh, up until she had the baby. He, he just finally gets settled with his life, his family. It's been somewhat of a chaotic spring and going into summer. And then all of a sudden he's traded. He's sent off to San Diego. He's expected to be a savior. He wasn't pitching great here, but he was finally starting to get back into his rhythm. There was a lot of positive mojo here. And then, oh, because of money, he gets dealt for a place that, uh, for all intents and purposes, he kind of wanted to stay. So I just think circumstances screwed him up. I could be wrong. You know, who knows? I could be wrong. I get it. But in the grand scheme of things, um, we'll never know what actually happened, but it hasn't been a trade that's turned out well for really either side, for lack of a better term. But I really think that had they not messed with this team, that things would be okay, that that the Brewers would be in a different place. That's just my thought. That's just my feeling. I don't have anything else to base it upon other than the fact that some of the some of the little comments and that have both been made public and some of the whispers are that guys inside that that clubhouse felt like management just kind of gave up on them and said, you know, yeah, you guys are pretty good, but we don't think you can win it. And there is nothing worse than upper management in any company doing anything in any walk of life telling you, yeah, you're pretty good, but you you're not you're not the best. And and you know, and and not putting the resources behind you to make you better or help you be the best. There's nothing more detrimental than that. And I think that was a complete miscalculation, whether it be by Mark Antanasio, whether it be by David Stearns, a group, I, I, I don't know. Matt Arnold, I, I, I don't know. But I just think that they completely miscalculated that and and it's it's pretty much done. That's it. That's it. I think that's what happened. I, that, that's the only thing I can give you. I have nothing else. <laughs> I wish I had something else for you, but I, I got nothing else. That's it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Uh, this is from Dan. Dan says, uh, hey, unit, who do you think is going to come back to the practice squad, one or both running backs? Um... I think Patrick Taylor is almost a given. Dexter Williams is interesting because he's been with the Packers before. He's given you flashes coming out of Notre Dame. I, he's, he's, I, that's a great question because everybody seems to think it's just automatically going to be Tyler Goodson or Patrick Taylor. And I, I, I would not be astounded if it was Patrick Taylor and Dexter Williams or Patrick Taylor and Tyler Goodson. But I think Patrick Taylor for sure. Um, I think Jawan Winfrey could make it back. Um, you know, uh, gosh, I, I'm sure there's a couple of guys that they cut loose. Jack Heflin could make it back. He showed he showed some promise. KB and Anto, a guy that's obviously been in the system, could make it back. Um, Ennis Gaines can make it back. So I, but with 16, the ability to go to 12, 14, 16 guys, that's, uh, that's quite a few players that can make it back into your system. That's quite a few guys. Um, 
Also, uh, Mike Garofalo now says that the Packers are going to sign the veteran safety, Rudy Ford, a couple of days after being let go by the Jaguars. So it looks like the Packers are going to make a little bit of room and, uh, and signed Rudy Ford to a contract. So there you go. Uh, Ford, by the way, uh, a lot of snaps in his career. He's played in multiple situations. The Packers are going to have to make a cut, most likely coming at safety, to fit him in. Who are they going to cut? Do, do they cut the – does Micah Abernathy or Dallin Leavitt go? Uh, Tariq Carpenter, I would doubt it because he was a seventh-round draft choice. Um, but one of those two – Abernathy or Levy uh, is going to have to go. And I hate to see Abernathy go. Now, he could probably end up in the practice squad for sure. But like I said uh, at the beginning of the program, when uh, you watch him play, there's some people, there's some guys. Rasul Douglas had this last year. There's some guys that just have a knack for being near the ball, the right place at the right time. Doesn't It's not always going to turn out you know, and, and, and kind of equate to turnovers. But when they happen and the opportunities are there, these are the guys that find themselves in those situations to make plays. And so Abernathy, I really liked, especially what I saw him do against New Orleans. But, uh, but it looks like uh, the Packers are going to make a move at the safety position. So you might see a guy like Abernathy end up on the practice squad as well. But uh, we're waiting for that to, to come down. And uh, I'm kind of reading a couple of things about him, and it looks like he's also very much, when it comes to special teams, another area that Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinst, and Ritz Basaccia all said they are going to upgrade, all said they're going to put a, a, a concentrated commitment to making that unit better, whether it's better personnel and uh, depth on this team or putting starters in. They, they are going to make a concentrated effort to make special teams better. So at least uh, as of right now, you would assume that it kind of feels that way. Uh, this is from Tyler. Tyler says, hey, unit, I like what Goody has done. Obviously, he's going to get some of these guys back via the practice squad, so we should be a little bit deeper off of our practice squad this year. Not that it makes a hill of beans once you start talking about Super Bowls, but hopefully some of these guys can contribute right away. Well, you don't want practice squad guys to contribute right away. That means you've had injuries. But I get what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. Thank you for the email. Uh, by the way, he's listening in lacrosse. If you're in lacrosse, stop into Buzzard Billy's, man. Stop into Buzzard Billy's. Love that place. Um, I, look, I, I feel pretty confident about this team. I feel more. I, I guess I feel more confident about this team than a lot of people do. I just, I, I just do. I just feel like the Packers are. I, 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 you want to start at thirteen wins? I mean, we went through the the season, and just let's just say because Matt Lafleur has been really good at protecting the home games. Let's say they win all or maybe lose just one home game. Well, that means most of the tough teams that they have coming into Lambeau Field will be out of the way. So therefore, you should be able to go on the road. Now, maybe you don't win this first one against the Vikings, but for the most part, everything else. Looks to be looks to be solid. So I like where are all the losses coming from that these people are predicting with only eight, nine, and ten wins. 
11 wins. I, I think the Packers are going to be better than that. I really do. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, and I, there's a lot to get to. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to have some guests that are going to be joining us. Also, uh, Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, Rob Reichel from Forbes and Conley Media. Also, we're going to hear from Gudikins. We're going to hear from LaFleur. We're going to hear uh, from the Badgers' perspective, Jim Leonard and Ingram. The coordinators are both going to speak today. We're going to hear our spoke. We're going to hear uh, those conversations as well. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. Big party weekend. I was out there yesterday. If you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, took some pictures of the uh, the vendors starting to set up. And that whole parking lot, that massive, massive structure, south stage, north stage, all that good stuff. they got a cigar lounge out there again this year. They've got different bike accessories. They've got a lot of music, food vendors, food trucks are starting to pull in. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson is your party place. No other place to go. Check out WISHD.com. That's WISHD.com for all the details and all the info. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have their 53-man roster and held a walkthrough practice with the new team yesterday afternoon. Some surprise cuts included the release of running back Tyler Goodson, who had an impressive training camp and reacted to the team's decision. Yes, most definitely. I'm at peace. Um, I think I've done everything I could do uh, just to put an impression on the coaches and just to up, up my game. I feel like, for me, the biggest thing I took away from this process is just be able to learn to listen. Um, and I feel like once you learn to listen and be able to get comfortable in the position that you're in and find your role, then you'll be successful at what you want to do. The Packers also released running backs Patrick Taylor and Dexter Williams. On defense, the team had some tough decisions to make on the defensive line, releasing newcomer Chris Slayton and defensive tackle Jack Heflin, who played in four games last year for the Pack. You know, it's football and practice is hard and all pros out here trying to make their impact on the front offices and try and make a team and just trying to improve and get better every day. Now the Packers struggled in the preseason on special teams on punt and kickoff coverage. They finally took Mason Crosby off the PUP and for now they're sticking with 23-year-old long snapper Jack Coco who was a walk-on at Georgia Tech, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I think Jack's done a really nice job of everything we've asked him to do. I think uh, he's worked extremely hard. He doesn't get many breaks during practice. It's either Rich or Byron is, is on him the whole time. So He's done a nice job, and certainly he's far from a finished product at this stage of the game. He's still a really young, um, but he's handled everything we've asked him to do really well. That's the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us tonight uh, for the huddle. We are going to be live from the Wisconsin State Fair Park out in the main uh, grassy knoll area right in front of the uh, the Cream Puff Pavilion. That's where you can find us tonight. The huddle coming up 6 to 8 o'clock tonight. It is the final Wednesday night live out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park as summer begins to wind down. But it is the toys revisited, uh, the toys famous around the state of Wisconsin. And they're all getting back together. All the original members are going to be playing tonight, and it should be a good one out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Big crowd, big crowd tonight. Look forward to seeing you out there. We're going to be on the air from 6 to 8. Music starts at 7. Free, par- or, uh, free parking for motorcycles. For cars, 10 bucks. Free admission to get in. 
Should be a lot of fun tonight. And like I said, Mike Clemens going to be there on site coming up tonight. Uh, this one's from Bill. Bill says, uh, hey, unit, love the program. Uh, he said, uh, love the Packers talk and getting in depth. Uh, how many wide receivers do you think this team should have kept? Only six probably would get it done. That would fill up a roster. That would open up a roster spot to be filled by another running back. Thoughts? Um, who are you going to cut? Torre? Because I think the the odd men out would have been either Amari Rogers or Samari Torre. Christian Watson, you're not cutting. Romeo Dobbs, you're not cutting. Al Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. And and we all know, I mean, you know, between you, me, and the fence post, Randall Cobb is a veteran. He's a knowledgeable veteran. He's a very likable guy, but he's there because of Aaron Rodgers. That's it. So is he taking up a roster? Can he produce? Yeah, he can produce because there are certain things that he can do as a veteran in conjunction with Aaron Rodgers that give you a little bit of an edge. But when you talk about can he produce – like big time, you know, out of that slot. Eh, I think, you know, I mean, like I said all along, like Puxatani Phil coming out to see a shadow every year, you know Randall Cobb at some point or another is going to end up with an injury. And whether he misses one game, two games, five games, ten games, we'll just wait and see. Um, Wisco Center says, have you seen the change in footballs to be used on Thursday night games? I have not. Ben, are they changing the footballs on Thursday night games? No, I think what he's talking about is there was a promo put out by Amazon, and they had Stafford. It's this super skinny, weirdly shaped, kind of like a husk of corn football. Okay, that they uh, modified the whatever the visuals. They they made some graphic to make it look like Stafford threw it a hundred and whatever yards as a way to promote yeah. you know the game. But no, they're not. Gotcha. No, I didn't see that, and I, can't, I was going to say, I can't imagine that they are going to change things <laughs> just for Thursday night games. I, th- that would be that would be crazy to me. Um, so I didn't think that was going to happen, but it is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, this one's from uh, Jake. Jake says, uh, I think they should have cut Torre and brought back Patrick Taylor, uh, that would have been a wiser move. Torrey would easily go to the practice squad. Taylor could be picked up by someone else. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I, I I don't think Patrick Taylor is going to get picked up. I mean, I could be wrong. And, and if I – you know, if it happens, then I'll say, you know, yeah, you're probably right. But I, I don't – I, I – just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, by the way, a little piece of news and notes here real quick. Uh, the NFL season about to kick off. We all know, know that, which means ESPN is going to debut the league's highest profile free agency acquisition. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck uh, joined Andrew Merchant and John Arnand uh, on the Sports Media Podcast. And they talked about the Monday Night Football booth and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I, I guess Aikman said... The reason I'm no longer at Fox is mostly due to the lack of communication, which is ironic since we're in the communication business, but that's the way it is. Uh, And after Aikman continued to answer with more than a two-minute soliloquy explaining how much he appreciates working with Joe Buck, uh, he also followed up asking, uh, you know, what the Hall of Fame quarterback meant by lack of communication. He said, I never had a conversation with Eric Shanks 
until he called to congratulate me on the ESPN contract. I asked him specifically for some comment that I had heard that circulated and just got back to me, and he refused to answer those questions. Joe had asked him the same question as to how did we get here, and he refused to answer those questions as well. I've got to be honest with you. It, in this business, I have run into, in a communication business, this is more secretive and more behind the scenes and more scumbag lurking people and backstabbing and and, and uh, you know it and it's true when it all comes down to it and you leave and you're in another place and you know you're you're in a great circumstance but you look around and you're like how the hell did this happen and oh well, well you know it's all because of lack of communication in the communication industry and that's the reason Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are now with ESPN. Stay tuned, more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.